Welcome to the Consciousness Anywhere and Everywhere podcast. I am Shannon O'Hara and I invite you to a completely new world of possibilities. Welcome everybody and what a weird, surreal time it is on earth. If you're listening to this somewhere in the far distant future, you're hearing a podcast that was created during the time of the coronavirus. Every time I say that, it feels like I'm saying that title of that book during the time of cholera, but this is during the time of the coronavirus, stardate March 2020. Max is here today. Hi. And I have been taking a very different, I mean, I have a very different point of view about everything that's going on. So today is going to be talking a lot about that and what's right about this we're not getting bit of a timestamp of the of the era and yeah. everything that's going on. Yeah, and, and I am also excited to see it's like what's coming in the future because I was joking around the other day on a class I was doing that we're having like um, an ease drawing this is like an ease drawing glory plague. Totally. Because it's not the black plague where millions and millions of people died and <laughs> there know, was a lot of horrible death. It, that was really hard. And like this is like this plague where you go home and <laughs> And watch Netflix and, and like, hang out and stuff. So it's like if we're gonna do some massive world changes, like this is a pretty cruisy way to do that. Yeah. Um, and of course, I'm not aiming to belittle the people that are dying and the people that are getting sick. And I also need to state that that is a fact of life. And if we start getting all bent out of shape about stuff like death, we can tend to freak ourselves out in ways that don't create. So it's been really interesting because I like a couple a couple weeks ago or a week and a half ago or whatever when stuff was really peaking, like mm-hmm. when country borders were getting shut down and airlines were closing and stuff. I was like, I was finally I was like, what am I not getting about this? Why are people reacting so strongly? And so we did some research and we had some conversations and like discovered that the coronavirus is like a flu. It's like a flu deluxe. It's an intense version of. I think it's more so like an unknown flu, like the common flu. Yeah, true. At one point when it was new, it was sort of like it killed a lot of people also. But then the immune system's built up um, and now it's normal for people. But this is like an unknown quantity mm. and that's why they're freaking out. Yeah. Because not that many people are actually dying from it. Like, actually, more people die of the common flu than they do of the coronavirus because they have pre-existing health issues. And it's the same with the coronavirus. Right. Only people with pre-existing health issues um, are dying from this one. But it's an unknown. So it's been sort of interesting watching the response in the world. But it's like, and it's so easy to go into what's wrong about this. But what's also so incredible to start seeing right now is what's been right about it, which is that the earth is getting all this space to breathe and to repair itself in ways that it hasn't probably had in fact, literally since the beginning of the industrial revolution, Mm -hmm. like the last 150, 200 years. And so we're seeing earth changes that are making my heart sing, like to know that all I have to do is stay home. And well, what they've, there's been pictures on the internet of like Venice. Hello birds. (laughs) of the rivers in Venice and they're like crystal clear and they have fish swimming in them. And that hasn't been so apparently for 60, 70 or 80 years. They're canals in Venice, not rivers. (laughs) (laughs) 
And apparently in some of the major cities, there's 85% less pollution. And that was even numbers that that we heard days ago, if not weeks ago. So it's sort of like, I wonder even what the reduction has been until today. Yeah. So that's definitely like the what's right about it angle. And definitely like with access and in consciousness, we've been asking for changes. Yep. With ease, joy, and glory. With ease, joy, and glory. (laughs) And how it totally never looks the way you think it's going to. If any of you guys are seeking greater consciousness, choosing greater consciousness, one of the key factors of that recipe is recognizing that it, that how the consciousness shows up will like never be how you ever could have imagined it would show up. Yeah. I could have never fathomed this, like the coronavirus and the ease, joy, and glory with it. And people's response to it as well, the insanity that also occurs globally with this. Like we've seen some people on social media that we know that we don't particularly hang hang out with or are close to, but the way they're freaking out about this situation is interesting. And there's a lot of people that are doing a similar insanity with this. And it's it's the it's the point of view and the sort of unconsciousness that they've always had that's been able to lay dormant. And yeah. what this is really doing is bringing up a lot of the anti-consciousness and unconsciousness. It's stirring up the, re- the, you know, the undercurrent so that it's more available. But are people recognizing that what's coming up is coming up because it's time to change it? Or are they using it as a way of reacting? Yeah, there's a lot of reaction. I've noticed a lot of my stuff coming up as well. Like a lot of stuff's been challenged where I do like the... Oh yeah. Where I reference artificial intelligence in, and this is not cognitive by the way, this is just stuff that's sort of like Shannon was saying, like the residue right down the bottom that gets stirred up. Yeah. Like basically what's happening in addition to like everything on the surface that we see in the news and that we hear about, like, of course, with the countries shutting down their borders and the airlines shutting down and stuff and so on and so forth. Like the, this what's actually going on is a time of huge psychic change. Uh, and so everything that prevents that psychic change, and this is my, I'm positing this, this is my prediction <laughs> slash knowing slash take it or leave it, um, <laughs> is that all of the unconsciousness and anti-consciousness that's sort of been able to hide out in the crevices and the cracks and go unrecognized, just doing its thing in the background all the time is yeah. literally, it's getting accessed now. So you're getting access to all of this unconsciousness and anti-consciousness that's been there all the way along, but it, you've never had access to it before. And what I'm recognizing in this conversation, like that stuff that's come up for me, because it was super intense at the time as well, like that. what's normal for us is actually that, oh, this is coming up and then we change it. Like that's actually what's normal for a lot of other people. It's like the stuff's coming up, but the change isn't really occurring because that's not normal for people is to like whatever comes up is to actually change and to look for what the awareness is with it. Yeah. Well, I would say what's normal for us, like what Max means is like what we, where we're functioning from. And I actually, I don't even think that we should say that we're functioning the same way. I don't want that to be the, that's not what we mean. It's sort of like something that I've prioritized and I'll speak for myself and then you can, you know, it's like what I've prioritized is always go looking beyond. So like if something's heavy, I don't buy it. I look at like, oh, what's right about this and what actually is going on here? It's like, where is the consciousness? Where's the awareness? Where's the movement? That's my way that I function based on desiring greater consciousness. And like so much of the stuff that's going on with the coronavirus and like, you know, 
it's heavy. Like so much of what's going on, it's, it's a heaviness. So that's really put me into the question rather than into the conclusion. And what mm-hmm. you were stating was like, most people aren't used to going into question around stuff. And so they're just meeting conclusion, adhered to more conclusion, adhered to more conclusion. And then through the drama and the fear and then buying it to other, like what they're aware of yeah. other people and so forth. So it's like this snowball effect. But it's been so cool for me because I, when was it? Like a week ago? So anyways, Max and I are in Brazil right now because <laughs> we had, we were on this like little tour. So we started with, we left um, Sweden uh, about a month ago. It's about th- just over three weeks ago. No, it was about a month ago. We left Sweden and we went to Dublin for advanced body class. Yeah. And in that advanced body class, like we were, the coronavirus conversation was up. Like it was already something that was going on and it was an amazing body class, by the way. And then we flew from Dublin to Mexico city for talk to the entities advanced. And, but I had had to cancel. We had had a class scheduled for Brazil, which is why we're in Brazil at all. We had had a class scheduled for Brazil that I actually had to cancel. And guess what the name of that class was? money come. And I could not understand at the time why I had had to cancel that class. Like literally no one was signing up, which if anybody knows me, but I want to mention as well, like you say you had to cancel this class. And I know that in your, like from your awareness, you had, you had to cancel it. But I think a lot of people wouldn't have seen it like that and they wouldn't have canceled that class. And I just want to highlight that you had an awareness that was like far preceding like where things actually ended up. And that's what amazes me is like you did that a month before the class and canceled it at a time where it was actually the most ease to cancel that class than it would have been at any other time. Like there was still, um, basically no, there was a lot of people signed up, but then when the host started making the calls, there was a lot of people going like, Oh, I forgot I registered for this class or this. So we had about 12 people confirmed for the live class. But it was the weird, but if anybody knows me, it's like, I have hundreds of people, like I get, I get a lot of interest in my classes and yeah. this class, like literally people had forgotten they had registered, which is super unusual. It was the whole energy around this class was bizarre and it was called money come. And I was like, and at the time I didn't get it, but now I get it because the earth, because literally by the time that that class was supposed yeah. to be taking off, the coronavirus stuff was blowing up. Borders were shutting down. People couldn't gather in groups, et cetera, et cetera. So like the event, like if, if yeah. Shannon didn't hear that awareness that she had back then. A month no, ahead of time. No one else had that awareness. I didn't have that awareness. I was like, oh, but, but. And everyone know, was, everyone class. gave me shit because yeah. I was doing this. So she had to cop a lot of blows at the time too and still pay for people's travel. It was canceled and so forth. Yeah. But at the time it was so much easier than if we'd gone to that money come class, like we would have had to cancel a few days beforehand and like that would have been a whole lot more trouble for a whole lot more people. So, but it got us to Brazil. It got us to Brazil for one. And we've never had an easy time in Brazil beforehand, I would say, but being here, it was like, they didn't have borders closing. Like no, everything was so It was so easy. interesting. We were in Sao Paulo and like the birds were singing and the sun was shining and everything was easy. And the whole world, like you're hearing stuff reports. It's like pandemonium, like especially in Europe, you know, like Australia, you know, like the fights in the grocery stores over the toilet paper. And we're like looking at each other and we're looking out the window and we're like weird. Cause like where we are, it's completely paradise. We'd go down the street to the cafe or the restaurant. Everything was easy. And, but, but the weird thing that we didn't know, and this is what I fucking love about consciousness. So Sao Paulo is, I think it's the second biggest city in, from this, like from the American border South. So Mexico city is the biggest. And then Sao Paulo is the second biggest. And they're millions, millions, millions big. And Sao Paulo is, is notorious for hardcore gnarly traffic and noise and da 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 da. And we're like in Sao Paulo. And I was like, this 
is great. I don't know what everyone's talking about. Like the sky was blue. There wasn't any traffic. Like everything was easy. I was like, this is just great. And then I realized that it was finally some of our Brazilian friends told us that people were actually starting to take self-caution. And I was like, ah, that's why... That's why the streets are so quiet. But it was like, it felt like the the earth giving me this incredible gift of getting to experience Brazil without the strain and the stress. That you'd never experience any other time like that. So we're still in Brazil. <laughs> but now we're, we've moved sort of three, four hours away from Sao Paulo. We're, yeah. on, we're on a place that's literally a translation. Ilha Bela is beautiful island. Yeah. And there's 30,000 people that live on the island. And in tourist times, there's 100,000 more people and we're staying here and it's so peaceful. There's like hardly anybody around except yeah. like the locals. They've shut, they've actually shut down. Like, you know, people can come onto the island anymore. Like we came in the last day. That, so literally yesterday I was like walking around this big resort where we're staying that's maintained pristinely. I had the pool all to myself. We went on this, literally, we went on this like jungle waterfall mountain hike like two days ago and we're going to do it again today empty like no one's around so we just are hearing like we're here but it's like the island's basically just for us and all the services are still open like the grocery store is still open but it's sort of like wow could we have chosen an easier way if we had even tried the most i think that the most difficult thing we've had was actually going to the supermarket and realizing the insanity there and then the guy at the pharmacy made us put on some hand wash like that antibacterial <laughs> sanitizer. And we were both like, what's happening? And he's like, no, I insist. I was like, so it's, I mean, obviously what's really funny is every time we start talking about it, we get happier and happier. And that's like an indication of an awareness of something. So wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, whatever's going on. And the truth is this won't come out like this recording, this podcast won't come out for, I think probably like maybe a week and a half from when we're doing this conversation. And right now, so much is changing daily in the world. Like we just talked to a friend of ours in um, Australia and she said that the Queensland border is now closed and da 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 da. Mm. So like everyday stuff is changing. So we don't know what's going to be going on in, you know, the week and a half when you hear this based on where we are today when we're recording this. And I would love to invite you guys to the how does it get better than this party of possibility here and recognizing that, yes, this is a place where you could be going into tremendous reaction and this is a place where you could also be taking tremendous action. In that, I did a Out Creating Viral Insanity clearing night a few nights ago and in there I talked about how the the renaissance that came after the Great Plague. And to recognize that this is like a mini easy plague and that what comes after a great plague is a great renaissance. And so what we're seeing mm. right now is massive global global economic shifting. We're seeing... I don't think we're even going to see... True. We're not even seeing that yeah. much of it yet. Yeah. the Like the Australian dollar and the Mexican peso, those are just to name the few that we know about, are taking a tank, tank, tank. They're bottoming they out. They're going, the last month. They're lower than they've been in 10 years. And there will be many economies and many currencies and that are going to be bottoming out. And people's jobs and, you know, how things function is going to be super different. So people can't create in the same way as they used to. And I know that that makes a lot of people worried, but what if that's actually because there's another possibility that's available that no one's recognized yet? And so I know that I'm 
way out ahead of everybody being like, okay, everything's changing. Let's look at what we can take action on now that will institute this undefined future. It's like, let's face it, like the reference point for reality, linear reality is gone. Like no one can predict the future that they could have a month ago. So this is literally, truly, it's this, it's, either going to be the possibility of creating while you're standing on quicksand or it's going to be the quicksand that that sucks you in and drowns you you know and what and which is it going to be for you so what would you say for people is how can they future proof and i don't mean that as a conclusion i love that like future proof future proof totally. their life and their reality well, it from isn't here a future proof it has to be a future gamble and Which is life, basically. You know, I mean, a bird waking up in the morning is gambling. Yeah. But it's not, to them, it's not a gamble. It's a Well, it's not a gamble because the creation. birds don't really care if they die. Like, they're not insane. They're, like, alive, and then they're not alive. It's not like they're alive, and then they... And they're thinking about dying for the rest of their life. <laughs> <laughs> and try to avoid it at all costs. So what I've been doing, which has been this great gift, is I've been literally going back to basics. And... What I mean by basics is getting onto the cutting edge of question. Hmm. It's like when I was first starting out, like changing my life and really seeking something different and knowing something else was possible and not fully believing I could actually achieve it. When I was in my early 20s, I would really was using these tools of like question, choice, (laughs) possibility and contribution. I had to rely on this question that seemed so unsubstantial and so ill-equipped to truly desire everything that I thought I wanted but didn't really believe I could have. However, I stayed in the question. A question is an action. Mm -hmm. And question is one of the foundational primary cornerstone tools of access. It's the grease that will move you through all situations. It's like, the universe gives you situations so that you can become greater, not to actually stop you. And that's what most people don't mm. realize is that they actually think that when stuff comes up like a global plague, <laughs> that that means they're supposed to stop. Or, you know, when you get in a car crash or when you have a loss of money or when you have a relationship breakup, et cetera, et cetera. It's like how many of you guys go into lockdown versus super creation? Uh, lockdown to not lose. Yeah, lockdown to not lose yeah. or lockdown because you've come to so many conclusions. So it's the conclusions that you're coming to in this time that are going to make or break the future renaissance of possibility that you could achieve. So all of the conclusions that you've come to, all the conclusions that you've bought from others, and all the conclusions that you're looking for in the future that literally don't exist, will you destroy and create them all, please? Yeah. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and fuck all nine, shots, boys and beyonds. And you really have to be in the question because right now you literally have to fly. Like there is no solid ground to stand on. And most people fucking hate that way of creating. It makes people crazy because they want to come to conclusion and they want safety and they want guarantee. And I thrive in this kind of environment, an environment of undefined, unpredictable, unreliable possibility. Yeah. And the choice part is like a real crucial part as well because the question is what will access the possibilities that are available and the choice is what actually creates the movement. And I know I've been very partial to this conclusion reality myself. 
and I had a difficulty for the first week or two of when this stuff came around because everything was really changing and we had to cancel classes. And, and if, if you guys don't know Max, which most of you don't, Max does not like to change quickly. That is yeah. not his MO. He's like, change quickly? No! Change eventually? Okay. But change quickly? No. So two weeks later, basically, like I'm having a much easier time with it and there's I'm noticing the spark of possibility so much more than I did beforehand. So if you're at that point, and I'm saying this because if you're thinking like, oh, but I don't, oh, like you have any of that energy come up or like, uh, or stop or, um, but, or reasons and justifications. Hmm. What if you forced yourself and you made yourself rather than go into that old rut of conclusion and what you, what's comfortable to actually Put that energy into asking a question, asking a real question where you're not looking for an answer. You're not looking for a conclusion. You're not looking for a way to be right or get it right. You're looking into that sense of possibility and uncomfortableness. And that allows the universe to show you what's possible. Yeah, exactly. Because only then can the universe actually show you. A lot of people don't until it, comes to such a point and such a sledgehammer of awareness of change that they have no other choice. But you do have a different choice right now. You have a lot of different choices right now. And this is the EJG version that we're talking about is question and different choice than what you used to that will create the possibility and the contribution that's actually available for you in your life and the planet. That the universe can provide. And that's where we need to be in the question of what's possible now rather than in the conclusion of, oh, everything's just like not working now yeah. because that's not really true. Like even nature continues to create even under tremendous devastation and disaster. There is always creation. And sometimes that devastation and disaster, if not always that devastation and disaster is a part of and contributes to the greater possibility. The other question I think that's really relevant is like, do you desire to actually be alive? Do you desire to live? Because wow. this is like a really fundamental thing that no one really talks about. We talk about it in Access and it comes up every now and then. But if unless you're really truly willing to acknowledge what's true for you, you can't really change it or even just acknowledge what's true. Like, do you desire to be alive? And for me, this question has come up again during this time. Like, as things have gotten really difficult in my universe with things changing and being different and not really having that known, quote unquote, which is like that conclusion available, like I've really had that question, okay, it would be easier just to die or it would be easier to like, rather than create. And then I look, have to look at it for myself and be like, okay, what would I actually desire to choose? And this is like an ongoing question until you're really committed to creating your life. So what's actually true for you? And it doesn't mean that has to be a conclusion or that's how it is because then you have more choices available to you. Once you acknowledge what's actually there, you have different choices available. So what's actually true for you and what do you desire beyond that? And what's what, and it's like, if you can no longer rely on the structures, the systems and the societies as they've been, cause like you can't rely yeah. on the structures, the systems and the society. You have no idea what's coming. You know, None of us do. It's sort of like, now what? Which actually is a question like, okay, so now what? <laughs> and like, really now what? And like, you can die. 
I think mm-hmm. Max just tapped into everyone that wants to die. <laughs> you guys should have seen the cloud that came <laughs> over his face. <laughs> My husband is a, is a, is a reluctant, um, what's it called? Like a closet healer. <laughs> you know, he only does it in uh, ignorance and secret. Not only. Uh, there, there's, um, yeah. Mostly but, does it in ignorance. But I don't fully acknowledge it to a degree that is really going to change things. So what will it take for that to be different? Yeah, but it's like also to recognize that like dying isn't that's another huge part of this conversation and I feel like I'm if this I know I'm going to say something powerful because I know I feel as soon as I want to say this I know that I'm going to get attacked like left right and center. So it's like is does death it's like where are we making the death process this big horrible conclusion rather than recognizing right. that it's like an, also an interesting point of view. And I know that can sound choice. very cavalier and like, of course, like I'm not sick. No one in my family is sick. No one in my family is dying. However, everyone in my family will die. But we do make death a conclusion. And when you said that, it's like, yes, for me, it was like, yes, totally. Because death is not a conclusion. There's still choices after that. You might not have a body, but it's, like it's a I, whole process that continues. I would love to live in a world where we honored people's choices to pass on. Like we totally. didn't make it this horrible like dramatic, gut-wrenching, problem, grief-stricken, massive upset. Because when you get really intense and dense and dramatic and traumatic and upset about death, you literally anchor the people who are crossing over. You put that, like, you put this anchor on them so they don't get to move on with any kind of ease. And fact of the matter is, everybody's going to have to cross over. Fact of the matter is, you've done it a million times already. So it's like, it's this incredible, if you took the significance off of death, I know that's such a big thing to say, and I'm saying it. It's like, if you took the significance off of death, and I'm not trying to minimize it, because it is an intense transformation process, and it means everything has to change. And if we honored the people who are dying by wishing them luck in their next adventure. How would that not only encourage them to make more choices, but also set us free to celebrate the possibility of life and celebrate the possibility of what life is after our bodies are dead. So as you're saying that too, I'm getting like this coronavirus thing is like a, it is a small transition of that. It's like where your whole reality with death, your whole reality Change. change. Yeah. And this is like a small version of Not it. Not so only how does you... your whole reality change, every single person that you're connected to yeah. reality tr- shifts and transforms with, with when somebody dies. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So what if you didn't have to resist death because to truly change, you have to go through a process of death, like certain lies that you've bought into have to die your reality has to die to a certain degree, to whatever degree you're willing to truly change. So everything you've concluded and decided and judged about death, would you be willing to destroy and uncreate all of that? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pod, pock, shirts, boys, beyonds. Death is one of the huge blackmails that I think that religion has brainwashed people to Mm. really bend them over a barrel with. It's sort of like, and this is an interesting uh, perspective from me because I've talked, been talking to ghosts all my life. Um, those of you guys that don't know, I created a, like a body of work, a book. Um, it's a class books actually now I'm a, I'm a double book author, um, double barrel. I'm a double barrel talker. 
I created a class called Talk to the Entities, which is based on like spirit consciousness and how to talk to entities with consciousness and facilitate and clear and transform and receive. And it's been something that I've done all my life. And so it was really amazing when I finally in my early 20s was like willing to admit that I was like talking to ghosts and that I was that was actually happening. One of the huge things that revolutionized in my world was the whole premise around death. And it made me recognize that it's like if you were talking to all of your relatives and your friends and stuff that had crossed over, which I have been doing all my life, you would ne- you could never be controlled by the lie that af- like after you die, you're going to be judged, which is the whole religious mm. premise that like you better be good because when you die, like God's going to judge you. It's like I could see what the spirits were experiencing and I was talking to them and like I was recognizing that that judgment day never occurred. And it's sort of like if you if you could see your next lifetime, if you could see your past lifetimes and you could talk to all of the spirits around you, that whole judgment based on death lie couldn't exist and control you. And if you could recognize that you have total choice in any 10 seconds, you wouldn't be able to be controlled. Which is what it's like, again, it's like the death, like the whole death concept. And it is conceptual because nothing dies, yeah. um, literally. Energy never begins or ends, including you. Your body's energy just transforms and recycles back into the ecosystem. It doesn't end. It doesn't finish. It's like that concept of death is one that was packaged and sold really vehemently with a lot of force. And what I would love to invite you guys to do is to recognize what you know and are would you like to stop being controlled by those concepts of death and start looking at what is rather than not having a choice? Which is big. I know this is huge. And like it's like, but I got to say it because I'm kind of like, like, just like that. I like to say big, intense things. <laughs> and people like, this is also a real change where consciousness becomes a valuable product in the world now. Yeah. This is yeah. something Gary's been talking about. Totally. So are you willing to have consciousness be the valuable product in your life? Meaning, meaning conclusion is no longer... Mm relevant question is of greatest value and change. So this is a taste of a different perspective with the stuff that's going on on the planet right now. Trust yourself because people are barfing their points of view and their insanities out left, right and center. And it's like more than ever, you have got to be in the question more than ever. You have to trust you. And more than ever, you have to trust the process of consciousness. Otherwise you will get sucked into the undertow and made mincemeat of. And what action can you take today that will create the future that you desire? Thanks guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find and choose. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this with somebody who you know who might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on shannon-ohara.com or talktotheentities.com. And to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can visit accessconsciousness.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast.